What's up, junkies? Welcome to the Junkie Experience Podcast, where we serve your addiction for all things entertainment. I'm your host, Ella Nitri, and we are going to be getting into it today. This is the new year. We're in 2022. We're going to make the best of what we are given. Like, we're going into 2022 with so much purpose and so much intention to get things done. We're not going to say it's going to be our best year and all of that. But we're going to be focused. We're going to go into this thing with focus. But I just want to come on here and say Happy New Year to everybody. Um, We are going to get into it. We are back. We are going to be better in this new year. And, you know, we're just going to get into it. Um, We're going to be talking about a bunch of things today. Um, You know, my thoughts on um, the final season of Insecure. We're going to talk about the new Sex in the City. And it's called And Just Like That. We're going to be talking about The Witcher. We're talking about Spider-Man. We are going to be hitting you with some celebrity news. Um, FX, the Atlanta the trailer for Atlanta dropped. Um, YZ on Warwick beefing with Oreo. Travis Scott, Jaden Smith, Chris Nog, um, The Rock Johnson versus Vin Diesel. And everything. We're going to get into it as well as our unpopular opinion or a popular opinion, however you feel about it, of the week. Is the CDC smoking crack? Let's get into it. So guys, I just want to say thank you for tuning in to the Junkie Experience Podcast. I know that um, we've been going for a while, just been trying to sit back and just reflect on things, trying to figure out, you know, the next move and things like that. But we are back and we are going to be bringing you, you know, all the entertainment news, everything that, you know, we want to talk about on here. So again, I just want to say Happy New Year. To all of you guys and you know everything that's been going on um i have actually been on vacation from the nine to five i've been on vacation since december 22nd um i decided to you know i've been thinking about it and pondering and pondering on like getting everything back in order getting you know things going again even adding more to you know the junkie experience lineup like right now we have a YouTube channel where I'm going to post these podcasts on the YouTube channel as well as you'll be able to still get them on like any other podcast network that you know that you rock with or whatever like whether that's Spotify, Apple Music, um, Stitcher, whatever like you'll be able to go in and listen but I'm also going to be you know adding YouTube into the repertoire if you know so to speak so um but yeah I've been you know Christmas has been pretty chill for me, you know, just kind of laid back, you know, didn't do much um, on Christmas, got a chance to spend time with the family, we had a nice, you know, Christmas brunch at the house, and, you know, got a chance to get out and do things, we actually went to see um, Spider-Man on Christmas Day, or Christmas night, whatever you want to call it, but it was at night, but we got a chance to go see that, I'm going to be talking about my thoughts on that later on in the show, um, just a, a bunch of different things, just, you know, reflecting on life and just, you know, where, um, I was in, in 2021 and, you know, the things that I've done, the things that, you know, I've accomplished, the things that, you know, the site has accomplished and the, the, the website and everything, you know, just kind of like wanting to get back up and ramp back up and, you know, bring this entertainment. Like this is something that I love to do. Um, you know, we've been getting good feedback from the people who have been listening And I definitely want to bring it back and just, you know, bring it back better. So, let's get into it. So, I am going to be heading back to the 9 to 5 
tomorrow which which when you guys hear this it'll be already you know to tomorrow it'll, which will be today so i'll be heading back to the nine to five today um am i ready mm, yeah we ain't gonna we ain't gonna talk about that right now but um i am gonna be you know heading back in there you know seeing what's going on you know i've been seeing emails flying and stuff and I'm just like, oh, I'm not ready to answer a hundred plus emails or even go through a hundred and some emails. Just not ready for that. But let's talk about some of the good stuff. Just some of the things that, you know, I've been doing since I've been um, off and, you know, getting everything ramped back up. So y'all know that I am a TV fanatic. Like I'm a TV buff. So I've been watching, um, had to watch the Insecure uh, final season. And when I tell you, in the beginning, I was shook. Like, I'm not going to even lie. Like, I was thinking, like, you know, how are they going to wrap this story up in 10 episodes, 10 30-minute episodes? Like, how are we going to wrap it up? Are we going to, you know, give the audience, give the fans what they really want out of this, you know, this seat, this show that's been on for, like, the past five years? Like, are we going to be satisfied um, and Issa Rae, the creator of the show, the creator and the star of um, Insecure, she assured the fans that we were going to be, um, that they were going to be satisfied with the wrap up. So we're going to get into some spoilers. If you have not seen Insecure, please click off of this because I'm going to be getting into some spoilers. So, um, you know, the show started out. Like I said, to me, it started out slow. It's just like, okay, are we, you know, when are we going to get to the meat and potatoes and things like that? So, um, but, you know, I kept watching, of course. I'm a diehard fan. I definitely kept watching the show and, you know, wanting to see what happened. Now, I'm going to tell y'all, I am not ashamed to say I was Team Nathan um, because I just felt like, you know, Nathan was a good guy for Issa. Like, Issa really didn't, like, come into herself until she got with Nathan until Nathan you know I, we know he ghosted her um previously but they didn't start she didn't start like really finding herself and finding like I, what am I saying so Nathan was just so supportive he was just really supportive of her like when she still tried to start the block like he was there for her he was you know pushing her and letting her know that she could do it and I really enjoyed that about him he got a handle on his mental health which was amazing for him so my whole big thing um on here because me and my friends we have like a little um group where we get on there and we talk about the show and, and things like that and we talk about our thoughts and stuff so i have friends who are like definitely team lawrence or whatever so i was team nathan so you know i'm always the eyeball out but i was team nathan because i just liked him i liked him and Issa's dynamic but you know most people felt like you know the show started with her and lawrence and it should end with Issa and lawrence so um that's pretty much what it was but you know that still didn't stop me from liking the whole dynamic of her and nathan being together so we kind of got through that you know they um her and nathan rekindled their relationship in the show um like toward the you know the big beginning middle of the season like we saw them come together as a couple um they were together for a while as a couple and um you know but you know things just took a turn i mean okay like i said i was team nathan but 
I always had an inkling in the back of my mind that we were going to end with Issa and Lawrence being together. You know, Lawrence's situation was kind of messy. He, you know, had a baby with Condola, the girl that he was dating a couple seasons back. So, had a had a um, a, a son with her. We got a chance to see, you know, the dynamic of that and how that relationship, you know, kind of turned out and, you know, things like that. It turned out for the better. Um, but overall, um... I'm telling y'all, I was not Team Team Lawrence. And that second to last episode where Lawrence showed his behind at that um at that going away party at Tiffany and Derek's going away party, I was not having. I was like, please go. Now, but what I do love, so when the last episode came on and uh thank you, thank you, Issa and Prentice, for giving us a freaking 40-minute episode. Finally, we get some length in this thing. But anyway, um that last episode, the final episode, we got a chance to see, you know, and I can't forget about my girl Molly. Like, Molly throughout the season, she went through her ups and downs, and Molly showed the most growth to me out of everybody on the show. Out of all the main characters on the show, I'm going to say Molly had the most growth. She took her therapy seriously. She listened to what her therapist had to say. She applied that to her life. And she ended up, you know, being where she wanted to be. Now, unfortunately, she had to lose her mom, um, Miss Carol. Uh, Molly lost her mom um, in, in the, the last part of the season. Like, well, in the beginning, we found out that her mom had a stroke. And then, you know, she got better. But then, you know, a lot of times when people have strokes, like, they usually don't live long behind it. So that was like Miss Carol's situation. It was like maybe a few years after she had the stroke. Um, she passed away um, on there and speaking of like how I just said a few years so they did do a lot of time jumps so it was time jumps but they were like nice time jumps like the time jumps were done to perfection um, because after Issa like with that whole Lawrence blow up where he wanted to fight Nathan at the um, going away party and everything like that and he was trying to get back with Issa and whatnot. We got a chance to see in the last episode, which was written by Issa and directed by Prentice Penny, who's been the show showrunner for as long as the show has been on. Um, so they got together, they worked their magic, they did their thing. And the time jumps focused on like the, the friend group's birthdays, like their individual birthdays. So we got a chance to see like, you know, a year time jump here. They're celebrating um, uh, Tiffany's birthday or they celebrate Molly's birthday. They're celebrating... Um, uh, Issa's birthday so it, it jumped like that so it didn't just go in where you know Issa was you know she automatically just went back to, to, to Lawrence or whatever like it was some time in between that now that night that all that stuff popped off and Lawrence and Nathan were about to get to were about to start fighting um I liked how that ended for, for Issa and Nathan like my whole thing was that I just didn't want Issa to break Nathan's heart but Nathan was the one who decided he made the decision to um, leave that relationship he said well it, it's just too toxic for me you know I can't deal with this you know he brought his mental health into account and all of that so um, he he was the one who bowed out she didn't want him to uh, but, you know, a lot of my friends say, oh, well, you know, Issa should have put her big girl panties on and just went ahead and ended the relationship or whatever. But I liked how that happened because 
I was gonna be mad as hell at Issa if she had uh, just dumped Nathan after like all that he's done like he's been there for her, for her and you know just things that they've been through together over the past few years so that's that on there but Molly got her happy ending even though she did lose her mother but she got her happy ending she ended up marrying Torian who um if you guys don't know which I don't know if y'all listening this long y'all gotta know um about you know Torian works at you know her current law firm or whatever he's like one of the partners now who would have ever thought that Torian, who could not stand Molly at first, like when she first started working at that law firm and they when they first hired her, like he could not stand her. The other um call her other colleagues did not like her either. But like I said, she's been working on herself and like Torian has come around, like he, you know, see her for the woman she is. And let's just talk about Molly in this look, honey. When she cut her hair, when she stopped wearing those wigs, oh my god, like her true beauty, like like Yvonne Orgy has like a striking face. Like her face is just so striking and it's so beautiful. And like when she cut that hair and when she went with the low cut and she started rocking that, it just brought her out. Like she just looks amazing. And I mean Issa Rae as well. Like that beautiful Sienna Brown skin of Issa's, like, I mean, it just shines, and we ain't gonna even get on the smile, like, I mean, straight up illuminating, like, these women, if you go back and look at the first episode of Insecure, and then come up to now, like, these girls, I mean, they have had a glow up on top of a glow up, and they looked amazing, I mean, from the looks to the fashion to I mean, just everything. The hair. I mean, just just everything. I mean, that show is just so beautiful to watch. The cinematography is absolutely gorgeous. Um, the overall series is is just beautiful, and I love the way that it grew. I love the way that Issa gave us. Um, you know, she provided us with a story. And it didn't take 10 seasons to get to the end of the story. I love that, you know, about a writer. Like, it shouldn't take you 10 or 12 seasons to get to the end of a story. Like, that was just, it was beautifully written, the last episode. And I'm telling you, I was tearing up. And like I said, I was team Nathan all the way. But, you know, when I saw how she and Lawrence um, rekindled their romance at the end, it was just absolutely beautiful. Like, Issa became a boss like she was a she was successful in the block like oh it was just so beautiful like how everything turned out so I was definitely satisfied and I'm like I'm one of these team Nathan helpers and I'm like I was satisfied um with how everything turned out like we got a chance to see like her ride through the city and um in her Lexus cool baby um but we got a chance to see her ride through the city and you know go past like we got y'all you know where she started out um working there and we got a chance to see like you know the dunes where they first where we met her and Lawrence like where they lived when they were living together in the beginning like we had a chance to see that and oh y'all we even got to see her friend Cece so if y'all don't didn't watch Aqua Black Girl, y'all ain't no true Issa Rae fan, and and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. But we got a chance to see, we got a chance to see Cece, which who played her friend, who was her friend on Aqua Black Girl. Like we saw her, 
um on this like last episode she didn't really she didn't have a speaking line or anything but we actually got a chance to see it and like i say if you know then you know you know especially if you are an awkward black girl fan but overall i'm telling y'all i was totally satisfied of course Issa ended up with lawrence at the end um we got a chance to see little baby ja big you know he looks like he's about four or five like toward the end with the way that the time jumps with and i mean they just look like a little happy family we found out that east and lawrence are engaged like at the end of the episode i mean it was just beautiful so if you have not watched insecure go ahead and check that out so another thing that i've been into has been the new reboot of sex in the city so sex in the city with you know sarah jessica parker and um you know her crew minus uh kim cattrall who played um Look, y'all, I'm having a brain fart. Who plays Samantha? I know what I'm talking about. So, who plays Samantha at the time um, or on the original series and the movies? Um, They are back in full effect. Like, these women are in their 50s. Like, um, they're still out here, you know, navigating this city, navigating, you know, different things. They're in different stages of their lives now. So, you have um, SJP, who's, you know, of course, still married to B. Um, who's played by Chris North? We, um, um, you know, and then you know we will go with, go through what happened again. If you have not watched it, um, it's on HBO Max. And if you have not watched it, I'm definitely going to be talking about some spoilers. Um, we also have uh, Miranda, who is going through another stage of her life, like when it comes to her career and her personal life. And we have Miss Charlotte, Miss Prissy, Prissy Charlotte. Um, who's now raising two teenage daughters and she's still married to Harry and you know they're still like a look like a happy couple and everything but she is raising these two teenage daughters now and she's definitely you know got a shock uh, received a shock um, as well but um, it's good and they've even added a little color in there honey like they done added them a little color in there they got um, Nicole Ari Parker She's on there, Bars Kojo's wife, you know, the beautiful actress uh, from Soul Food. Um, we also have um, this newer actress, I cannot think of her name right now, but, you know, pretty beautiful brown skin actress um, who plays Miranda's uh, law professor because, you know, Miranda's going back to school to, um, you know, she's going into like another stage of, you know, Lois Law. She left corporate law and I think now she wants to focus more on like civil law and things like that. Or like civil rights law um but i mean the show to me i watched sex in the city when i was a kid probably when i shouldn't shouldn't have been watching it but i watched it i kind of grew up on it um i watched it when i was in um middle school high school um definitely watched sex in the city it was like everything to me um at that time you know we loved um big and and, and carrie and you know Aiden and you know just all the girls or whatever so now like I said earlier Samantha um Kim Cattrall did not um she did not return as Samantha on here we all know that you know her and Sarah Jessica Parker had a big falling out they did not get along with each other and it was just you know a bad situation and she just did not want to return so what they're doing with her character they're saying that um she and Carrie you know had a falling out and Samantha is now you know she's now moved to like the UK I think she's in either Paris or London or something um but 
um, overall, I'm telling you the show is good, but I'm telling you, I got the shock of my life because I was not expecting what happened to have happened. Like, for Big to pass away, like in the first episode, like he, you know, ended up passing away from a heart attack. He went too hard on the Peloton and he passed away. So now Carrie is maneuvering life as a widow. You know, with her friends helping her and things like that. And mind you, like I say, these women are in their 50s, in their mid to late 50s. And they're trying to, you know, maneuver life. They're trying to, like, they're still trying to figure things out. So that goes to show you, like, you don't always, you know, everything is not just always, you know, figured out for you or handed to you on a silver platter. So I really um, enjoy that show. I'm watching it week to week. Like I said, it's coming on, like, week to week um, on HBO Max. And I am front and center every thursday when it airs on hbo max so if you have not checked it out check out sex in the city the sex in the city reboot it's called in just like that i mean the fashions are there um you know carrie still rocking her high heels she still got her you know amazing closet um and you know they got other storylines like this this show is becoming way more diverse because we know back in the day it was just about four white women, you know, in their 30s trying to figure stuff out or whatever. Now, you know, they've incorporated, you know, some chocolateness in there and, and just some other diversity. Like you have like, um, you know, uh, Charlotte's daughter has come out, you know, pretty much saying that her daughter wrote her daughter. Um, her youngest daughter, the one that she actually had, I think Rose is her adopted daughter, but her youngest daughter is coming out saying that she feels like, she doesn't feel like a girl, so she's in this whole um, thing like where she's like about to, I guess, one, two, transition, or they're going to have the conversation about um, tr uh, her transitioning, so that's good, um, that's a good part. Miranda, like I said, you know, she and Steve are still together, but there's a huge rift in their marriage like they're just married just on paper like there's no sex in the marriage there's like you know they love each other you know because they've been with each other for 20 years but they there's just nothing romantically there anymore so Miranda is like on a hunt for that like trying to figure out like who she is and things like that so when this show opens they're coming straight out of a pandemic or coming straight out of the pandemic they talk about the pandemic um but you know, and, and just things like that. You know, Miranda's starting to, like, she's drinking more heavily and, and things like that. She says she started drinking in the pandemic and she just didn't know how to stop. So, just things like that that they're dealing with. And I really love it. I'm going to tell you. I was telling my friends the other day. I really want to see Kim Cattrall come back. You know, I know it probably won't happen, but I would love to. That would warm my heart just to see her. Even if she just makes a cameo and doesn't, like, come all the way out. Like, I would absolutely uh, adore seeing her again on there because Samantha was definitely um, one of my favorites in the original series. So, yeah, been watching Sex in the City. Um, and just like that, that's what it's called. And just like that. Um, next up, y'all, I've been heavy on The Witcher. Oh, let me tell you, when The Witcher first came out, I had never heard of it. I heard that it's like a video game or something like that, but I had never heard of it. Um, and Henry Cavill uh, plays on there. Um, he's the star of the, sh of the show. He plays um, Geralt. And I had never heard of this, but I'm just like, okay, one day when, it first, when the first season came out, I was like, okay, let me give this a chance and just see what it's about. 
So I started, and I'm telling you, I could not stop watching this. It's like this whole like fantasy. Like you got witchers, you have mages, you have you know wizards, you have um, elves, and you know all of these character, different types of characters are in this show. So season two recently dropped. And I was ready. So I had to go back because The Witcher's been gone for a while. You know, with the pandemic and everything, I guess people had to like halt production on like these major shows. And The Witcher is on Netflix. So it finally came back. I had to go back and do a and do a recap. Now I didn't go back and watch season one because I just didn't have time to do that, you know, among everything else that I'm doing. But I did go back and just like look at like a long recap of the of season one. That would take me into season two. When I tell you season two starts off like ain't no, it, there are no lagging moments in season two. Look, I finished the episode. I finished The Witcher season two yesterday. I was like eight episodes. Like y'all gonna really give me eight episodes? And I can understand season one giving me eight episodes because okay, y'all, you know, y'all gotta dip your toes in, get your toes wet or whatever. But I just did not like the fact that I only got eight episodes of this because like I was like ready like I'm, I'm into it like you got the elves wild and you got the witchers wild and you got you know Siri who is the princess that the that um Ger- Gerald who is the you know the main witcher he um who is the witcher he you know is taking care of her like she's you know both our parents passed away or whatever and she's under his guardianship at this point um we found out you know Jennifer didn't die like she's back or whatever so but like I say y'all look I'm I'm giving away spoilers so like I said if y'all hadn't watched or whatever um don't blame me but I I am giving away spoilers but The Witcher was amazing and as soon as I got myself settled in and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm getting ready, getting myself ramped up for the the, se- the season finale. Why, why was I already watching the season finale? I, I'm just getting myself already like, oh, we got two more episodes to go. Because I didn't look beforehand. I'm just like, you know, letting the things play out or whatever. But overall, the season was amazing. Action-packed. The freaking um, special effects are just off the chain. Like, I love this show. It is amazing. Um, and let me throw in another one. I didn't have it on my list to talk about today, but Succession. HBO Succession. Succession, I will go on record to say at this point in time, Succession is the best show on HBO. The best. Those performances, that family, I mean, who thought Macaulay Calkins' little brother would be a freaking Emmy contender like this guy brings it every single time I'm like this show is just amazing so if you have never watched Succession it is about this Richard and Richard and Richard and Rich family Um, they are headed by the patriarch um, the patriarch of the family Yeah, it's about the patriarch of the family, Logan Roy, who runs like this. I mean, he's the head of this, like, international media conglomerate or whatever. And he has, you know, his his four kids uh, by his second wife and then his oldest son. 
um, who is played by Alan Ruck, um, which is by his first wife. So Alan Ruck is like, I mean, um, his name is Connor. So Connor is like the oldest. Then you have the other four children. You got um, his only daughter, um, Siobhan. You have Karen Culkin, um, who, who plays Roman Roy. And you have Jeremy Strong, who plays Kendall Roy. And Brian Cox is playing Logan Roy. When I tell you Brian Cox, I've been saying like, look, through this pandemic, I was like, look, y'all need to, when I saw season one of the succession, and this is just my selfishness coming out or whatever, um, I was like, y'all need to protect Logan Roy at all costs. At all costs. Like, we, we need him to come back and show his greatness. I mean, because this man, um, uh, Brian Cox is up in age. Like, he's, I, I want to say he's in his 80s or whatever. But when I tell you, the performances on this show are just stellar. Um, they've had some... I mean, this season has been great. Like, it's always giving you, like, this roller coaster. Like, it takes you on a roller coaster ride because this guy, Logan Roy, is, like, pretty much the devil himself. Like, he pits his children against each other. Like, he lives for this, you know. He loves to... He is a master master manipulator. And he knows that he has the power. He knows that they have to bow down to him. But the way that he... I'm talking about... When you're talking about dysfunctional family, the Roy's. The Roy's on succession are a highly dysfunctional family. And I love every single minute of that show. Amazing. Amazing. I cannot wait to see what they get nominated for. This has been the best show on HBO since Game of Thrones. We ain't going to talk about season 8 of Game of Thrones. We're going to talk about those early seasons. But since Game of Thrones, this has been the best show on HBO hands down fight me hands down I absolutely love it so we are going to so that's everything that I've been getting into things that I've been watching I'm looking at like a few other things that I want to start like you know getting into again you know just getting into like some new things I want to watch but um right now I'm still watching and just like that so right now that's like really really on my radar so um that's where I've been y'all like that's what I've been doing with my time and like trying to ramp up junkie experience to get back to y'all but y'all we are going to be right back we're coming back and um with some celebrity news and we will be right back with the junkie experience podcast All right, guys, we are back with the Junkie Experience Podcast, where we serve your addiction for all things entertainment. So now it is time for us to get into some celebrity news. And yeah, we got quite a few stories um, for y'all today. So check this out. So first story is that um, FX just dropped the um, trailer recently. I think it was on Christmas Day. They dropped the trailer for the new season of Atlanta um and I watched it this show has been off for four years like Atlanta has has been off for four years and I'm just like you know are we still excited for this you know for the return of Atlanta I mean everybody on the show has like gone off and like done their own thing like when you talk about like Donald Glover we know like he was the main reason that um, they had put the sh- that the show went on hiatus because he had so many other obligations when it came to 
um, I think he was doing Star Wars or something at the time and he had like a, a, a huge obligation for that but um I was just like so this is gonna be season three and it's gonna return on March 24th of this year and it has been a long time now Donald Glover has not been the only one that's been busy when it comes to this this particular you know the the cast of this show because Lakeith Stanfield this guy has done everything like almost every movie that you want to think about he's been in you know he was um and look can't I can't even think of any of them right now because they're not in front of me but I've watched most of the ones that he was in and the latest one that I watched that he was in was the western the heart of they fall where he played opposite um Regina King and Idris Elba which was to me a great movie that was another one I saw I didn't get a chance to talk about it but that was another movie that I really really enjoyed um but yeah and then Zazie Beats like she's been on so many things like she was on um the uh, Joker and she's been in uh, the harder they fall like and she's been in so many other things as well so she's really been like keeping a busy schedule and I guess, you know, with the pandemic, too, with everything that's been going on with the pandemic, that was another thing that kind of stopped. But it's been four long years. And I'm just wondering, like, how are people feeling about it? But I did watch the trailer. And, you know, because the last time that we saw them, uh, we saw the gang. We saw everybody um, on there. They were actually boarding a plane to go to the U.K. Because Paperboy, who's played by Brian Tyree Henry... He was on his way to, I mean, I guess he had blew up in um, in the UK and he was going over there to do a tour. So that's the last time that we saw him. So now with this new trailer, we see them all over there trying to navigate, um, trying to navigate everything and trying to navigate, you know, I guess success and all of that. So the game's all back. Um, the trailer's not telling us too much, but it's giving us like a little tip. You already know, like, how Atlanta is. Atlanta is like one of these quirky shows. I, I really enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. I definitely enjoy the, the, the series, but it's one of those like kind of like quirky, like you, you never know what you're going to get when you're watching it or whatever. And you know, we have some great, great actors um, in this show. So I'm just wondering, like, are we still excited? I mean, I'm still kind of excited. I'm definitely going to be watching and it will be premiering on FX, it's going to air week to week on FX, but then like the day after it airs on FX, it's going to be available to stream on Hulu like the day after the original airing, if that makes sense. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be watching um, just to see what's what's going on. Um, And next up, y'all, Dionne Warwick has found herself in a battle with Nabisco's Oreo cookies. So y'all know that Miss Dion has a Twitter page. I think she's been on it for like a couple years now. And I'm going to tell you, when she first got on that page, I did not believe that she was running it. Because she kept, like, I mean, like she was coming hard with it. Like, I'm talking about like super blunt, you know, saying whatever's on her mind. But we know that's how, you know, older people are. Like, they usually say whatever's on their mind. But a lot of them, they aren't doing it on, you know, doing it via Twitter. But, you know, she gangster on these Twitter streets out here. So, yeah, her and Oreo got into it. Um, and because, I guess a few months ago, she reached out to, like, give her opinion and, like, show some love to a few brands. And um, a couple of those brands were, like, Starbucks and, and Nutter Butter. Like, y'all know those um, Nutter Butter cookies and things like that. So, 
she kind of like showed her love to them and i guess starbucks and nutter butter like returned the love because she was saying how um you know starbucks had given her like free lattes and she was pleased with them and then um then you know nutter butter i guess they said you know that they loved her or whatever and she was like you know i love you back and all of that so but the story took a turn when it came to oreo so she you know she decided to <laughs> miss dion decided that she was gonna attack oreo about making all these different flavors because i mean if y'all hadn't been in the stores y'all know oreo got every flavor under the sun almost i mean they got red velvet they got carrot cake they have java chip chocolate chip whatever like they have all types of flavors so she was asking them like you know why can't y'all just stick to the original flavor like why y'all gotta y'all doing too much like oreo you're doing too much bro like just stick to the original flavor so i think her actual quote was like um hey like what is your weirdest flavor like why are y'all doing the most like the one flavor was fine so oreo they didn't respond to her on twitter like they didn't clap back on twitter instead they clapped back by sending her a package so they sent her like a little care package and honey when i tell you the care package had like some of their less popular items in there like the care package had like a oreo lip gloss <laughs> and a pack of their java chip flavored cookies like didn't even send her the original when she was like oh you know the original is better or whatever like they didn't send her that they was just like look so she felt like you know that was aggressive like she was like look y'all you know y'all being a little bit too aggressive right now you know with that type of move so miss warwick felt like they were being aggressive and she was like she thought that was fighting words she was like she was gonna retaliate she said oh retaliation is coming to you so that was funny like i'm just like this lady is beefing with oreo so maybe you know oreo reach out and you know let miss uh, miss dion sing like a theme song or something to the to the for one of the um the cookies or something maybe we'll see something some type of collab between her, her and oreo but yeah that was absolutely funny to me and speaking of beefing with companies so travis scott rapper travis scott who most of you guys know that is in a relationship with um kylie jenner from the kardashian clan um he was going to or supposed to have a um collaboration with dior coming out and it was supposed to be coming out this summer so it was going to be the summer 2022 collection um his cactus jack collection so dior has decided to postpone that collaboration indefinitely so the reason that this is happening is because of the tragedy that took place and you know travis is still like at the center of attention on this whole and the investigation in the horrific astroworld tragedy that took place on november 5th which left 10 people dead and that included a nine-year-old child like a nine-year-old boy was you know left dead after i guess being trampled to death while he was attending um, Travis Scott concert with his father and it was just a bad situation all around like it was just you know chaos in, ensued I think it was like about 50,000 people out there you know and um it just got crazy out there so these you know and, and now you know Travis Scott is definitely taking a brunt because I think he's been hit with like several 
uh, wrongful death lawsuits from you know people who were you know killed even probably been hit with some lawsuits of people who were badly injured um during that that um that horrific scene so dior has decided to kind of distance themselves from him and from scott from travis scott because of you know what happened so they just said you know that they were going to just put it on hold indefinitely so we don't know if they're going to ramp it back up, up later maybe they're just wait, waiting until like the smoke clears from everything that's going on which i hate to refer to it as the smoke clears because you know people did lose their lives and me personally i felt like travis should have done more than what he did i felt like you know when you saw this chaotic scene developing you should have stopped the show like i really feel like he should have stopped the show i mean he he stopped some of his shows for way less than what happened on that day um so i feel like he does hold some responsibility for that as well you know his name is attached to it you know it's his festival or whatever we know that you know he doesn't control every aspect but i feel like he should have been more um caring about you know what happened and he should have um he should have stopped it like he should have stopped that i mean he should have stopped the show and made sure things were being handled correctly i know sometimes when scenes get chaotic it's hard to like pull it back and bring it back but i feel like he should have done more you know that's just how i feel also in addition to dior um kind of distancing like i said themselves from them from him nike and i and has a bush have also put their business dealings with travis scott on hold um because with nike i believe he had like a shoe the cactus jack i want to say he had like a cactus jack jordan um collection and then with anheuser bush he had like some drinks or some some type of um seltzer um a beverage or something and um anheuser bush actually uh pulled all of the cans off the shelves so i mean it's definitely not looking good for him but i mean at least he's like you know still here on this earth you know where other people have actually you know lost their lives and, and things like that so um, a representative from the Dior camp just stated, they said, out of respect for everyone affected by the tragic events at Astroworld, Dior has decided to postpone indefinitely the launch of products from the Cactus Jack collaboration, originally intended to be included in its summer 2022 collection. So, I mean, that's how the cookie crumbles. I mean, sometimes, you know, it's just, you know, it is what it is. And I, I definitely, it definitely, I mean, when I heard that, I, I hated, you know, to hear that people um had lost their lives behind you know just being being at a concert trying to be entertaining and you know that's what happens um and speaking of another festival um performer or headliner whatever you want to say Jaden smith um will and jada's baby um well he ain't the baby but he's their baby so <laughs> um so recently we found out that um he had to receive some tough love from his family when they thought that you know he was just wasting away like they would like you know he needed to actually put on some weight so um so the 23 year old star you know he has decided to go ahead and go ahead and put on some much needed weight because i mean if you see Jaden, like you know that he's like real thin and you know he's always, he's always been real thin but i mean they have a you know slim mom and you know will is not a big bigger man but 
that wasn't the case. It was just Jaden wasn't, he just was not looking healthy. And I think his family, you know, his parents, especially Will, you know, he spoke out saying that he was really scared of how Jaden had started to look. Like, he was looking real gaunt in the face and, you know, his eyes were looking sunken in and he was like real slim. So, um, so he's uh, put on an additional 10 pounds. He's been on um, social media, you know, trying to show off his little buffness or whatever. And so now, you know, his family's healthy. Like, he's starting to look um, healthier at this point. So when he was asked about it, and he talked about it on his mom's Red Table Talk, on Jada's Red Table Talk, he did mention it. And he was talking about, like, how he went into, you know, trying to gain this weight. So... Jaden said, I was able to work with doctors, with the doctors and really get my vitamins and get my supplements and protein shakes. Um, he said, that's half my diet. He said, it's like a password that I have to find to my body. He said, I'm like, and then he was happy that he was like 10 pounds heavier. So we know that he's a vegetarian, not a vegan. Um, he just said he wasn't a big eater. And sometimes he would even forget to eat. Like that's how... You know, he wasn't like, so we all know, you know, Jaden definitely isn't a foodie, but um, he said that he would just forget to eat sometimes, and that's why he lost, I mean, that's why he was not gaining the weight that he should have been gaining, but I'm happy for him now, you know, that he's putting on the weight, you know, looking healthier and, you know, being healthier, so that's definitely a plus, because I know, you know, as a parent myself, if that was my child, I would definitely be, um, you know, just, I mean, super, super concerned about it. Really, really concerned. All right. So next um, news story we're going to be talking about, celebrity news, is Chris Nolva. So you, you guys know I mentioned um, how I have been watching Sex in the City, um, the new one, the reboot, um, and just like that. And Chris Nolva's, Chris Nolva's, <laughs> Chris Nolva's character um, was big, you know, aka John Preston, but big, which was Carrie's um, husband, and he passed away in like the first episode. Not Chris Noth, but big passed away. But now Chris Noth is like, and right after that show aired, like I'm talking about, bam, bam, boom, like these women came out and said that he had sexually assaulted them. Uh, one I think happened like back in either the early 2000s or the late 90s or early 2000s and then another one happened as recently as 2015 so with all of this controversy and he has denied 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 you know he said that the sexual encounter encounters with these women were consensual and but the women say they say something different they say that Mr. Knopf um that he sexually assaulted them and so with everything that's going on, you know, he we know that he's no longer on the new reboot of Sex in the City. Like I said, he was killed off. But he has also been fired. He's been fired this time from um, the CBS's crime drama, The Equalizer, which also stars Queen Latifah. So he, pay, he played like a CIA agent um, or like a CIA handler or something on there. Um, and, you know, he closed with uh, Queen Latifah's character on there. And like I said, CBS let him go. Like they let him go. Like they fired him um, because like he has these allegations against him. So in a statement on Monday, on uh, CBS Universal, who produces the series, they announced that North would not be filming any new episodes. He will appear in one final episode, and that would be the end of his role as the former CIA handler William Bishop on the show. 
um yeah the first incident like i said was back in 2004 while the second one was back in 2015 and you know a lot of people will say like um why did these women wait until you know he came out you know and, and he reprised his role as big or whatever like why did they come out with this then and they didn't come out with it before and I think one of the women if not both of them but I know one of them said something to the fact and don't quote me on this but it was something to the fact that just seeing him reprise his role as big on Sex in the City they felt triggered um so that's what prompted them to go ahead and come out with you know the allegations and you know the things that happened to them but i'm telling you like i said he denies 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 he says the accusations against me made by individuals i met years even decades ago are categorically false the encounters were consensual he said it's difficult not to question the timing of these stories coming out he said i don't know for certain why they are surfacing now but i do know this i did not assault these women so he is saying that he did not assault these women so you know, like I said, time will tell, you know, we'll get to the bottom of it and they'll get to the bottom of it and find out what really happened. You know, if he did that, then that is, you know, lower than trash, you know, and if, you know, he didn't, I mean, I just wouldn't see why these two women who don't know each other would just come out, you know, with the same story. And like I said, one happened in 2004 and then the other one happened in 2015. So I don't know, but I mean, it's definitely, um um his his career has definitely taken a hit um behind this so you know it's it's bad and even with um and you guys know that i mentioned that he um that his character big passed away after riding a peloton like too strenuously and um peloton en ended up having like a um they did an ad with him like right after that so right after that episode of and just like that happened like right after that Peloton released the ad so since all that happened like Peloton has pulled the ad and you know it's, it's no longer there so I'm like wow but like I said you know I guess you know everything you know it'll come it'll come to the light at some point and um the last celebrity story that we're gonna get into is this feud between Dwayne The Rock Johnson versus Vin Diesel all right y'all this is just messy 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 so a few days ago um the rock kind of called vin diesel out for being a manipulator so basically this is what it boils down to vin diesel is gone on social media um trying to make a plea to the rock where he wants him to start in the last what is it the last installment of the fast series or whatever those fast and the furious movies and i'm just like they, they've done too many of these movies i mean the first few i was into it because i'm a car fanatic if you know me you know i love cars i love you know fast cars and things like that but i feel like they're, they're going too far with this franchise so now so they just did fast now which i did not watch and then now they're doing fast 10 so Vin Diesel you know decided to take the social media to you know to get the rock to start in this movie you know the the, the last one the, the fast 10 is supposed to be the last one according to them I mean according to Vin Diesel but anyway you know the rock even you know said that he was not going to do any more 
fast movies. You know, he wasn't going to do that because the last one that he did was The Fate of the Furious. And when he did that movie, him and Vin Diesel did not get along when they were on set. You know, I guess it's like Clash of the Titans or whatever. Like, you know, Vin Diesel probably wasn't, you know, like these two big men come together. They got these huge freaking egos and, you know, stuff just goes crazy or whatever. But they didn't get along on that one. That was back in 2016. Um, so after that, that was the last one that The Rock was going to do. So he said that he made it clear that that was the last one. So now Vin Diesel is like on social media, you know, begging him to return to the franchise to get on board for the upcoming Fast 10. Um, Vin Diesel even went on there to say, you know, my children love you. They call you Uncle Dwayne. You know, he threw his kids in there. He threw Paul Walker in, in his plea, you know, saying, you know, like Paul would have wanted this and he wants to do it for Paul. I mean, it was just a mess. So The Rock was not happy with that. Um, you know, with, with the way that that Vin Diesel approached the situation. And, he, and The Rock said that he had spoken to Vin Diesel like this past summer. Telling him that he was not going to, you know, do anything. You know, do the movie. That he was just done. It was no chance for him um, reprising his role in Fast and the Furious. So, it was, just, it was a mess. So... Um, you know, and, and, and The Rock feels like, you know, Vin Diesel did this on social media just to get everybody else hyped up, you know, so other people can, you know, probably persuade him, persuade The Rock to do the movie. That's why he called him like a manipulator. So the, these are um, The Rock's words. He said, this past June, when Vin and I actually connected not over social media, I told him directly and privately that I would not be returning to the franchise. He said I was firm yet cordial with my words and said that I would always be supportive of the cast and always root for the franchise to be successful, but there was no chance I would return. I privately spoke with my partners at Universal as well, all of whom were very supportive as they understand the problem. So, and then in his recent post, so this is what The Rock had to say about the recent post that Vin Diesel did. He said I was very surprised by Vin's recent post. He said Vin's recent public post was an example of his manipulation. I didn't like that he brought up his children in the post as well as Paul Walker's death. Leave them out of it. And he also added he said we had spoken months ago about this and came to a clear understanding. My goal all along was to end my amazing journey with this incredible Fast and Furious franchise with gratitude and grace. It's unfortunate that this public dialogue has muddied the waters. So I think at this point, Vin needs to just drop it. And I know he's trying to get those dollars because don't quote me. I don't know. I mean, I could easily look it up right now, but I don't want to. But anyway, um, I'm not sure how successful Fast 9 was because like I said, I didn't go to see it. I know it, it stayed in the movie theaters for a while, but I just didn't have any desire to go and watch this movie. But um, the... Uh, but I guess, you know, Vin wants to, if, if the Fast 9 didn't do that well, then I know that he's probably trying to get The Rock on board. Because, you know, The Rock star is, the Rock's star is shining brightly and, you know, mostly everything he touches, you know, becomes successful. So he may want to get those The Rock dollars, you know, when it comes to like the box office, if, you know, The Rock comes back to start in his last Fast and Furious movie. So... I don't know, child. It's just a mess. You know, it's just a whole a messy situation. I'm like, if the dude is not interested in doing it, move on. Like, he sounds like he's made himself clear. It's just time for men to move on and just stop pressing the issue. I mean, and also, and if 
the rock's heart is not in making this movie then he it's just best to just let it go like i mean what are you doing so it's wild y'all but um those were the celebrity news topics of the week so stay tuned to the junkie experience podcast and we will be right back we're going to be talking about my thoughts on the latest spider-man no way home stay tuned to the junkie experience podcast all right guys welcome back to the junkie experience podcast where we serve your addiction for all things entertainment so now we've gotten into the portion of the show where i am going to you know give you like a little mini review um this time i'm not gonna get like too deep into it because i'm gonna tell y'all straight up i'm not a marvel girl i'm not like i don't know all the ins and outs i'm pretty sure there were like some easter eggs in this movie that you know true marvel fans are gonna know i don't consider myself a true marvel fan but i will say that i did enjoy this latest installment of spider-man's no way home i i re- i did enjoy the movie it pissed me off a lot but I really, really enjoyed it. I mean, every single minute of it, I loved it. You know, I, I loved how everything played out. I was mad now, but I do like how every, I really like how everything played out in this movie. So we're gonna get into it. If you have not seen Spider Spider Man No Way Home, um, there will be spoilers. Like I will be talking about spoilers in here. So just get yourself if you have not seen it. You know, go see it. Then, you know, you come back and listen to my little commentary on it. I'm going to make this quick and dirty. Um, but, you know, you just do, you know, go li- go look at it and, you know, come back and just listen to my thoughts if you want to hear what I thought about it. But, um, so Spider-Man No Way Home, like I was saying earlier, I did go to watch that on Christmas Day, Christmas night. <laughs> we went to see that. And, um... I enjoyed it now going into it I didn't think that I was gonna really you know really enjoy it the way that I did but I really did because the last one I did go and see the, the last one and um, it kind of left us where left off where you know people found out who um, that Peter Parker was spider-man like everybody in the world found out his secret had been revealed so that's kind of where the movie picks up this time it picks up right where where the last one left off and when I tell you there was like so much action, um, Tom Holland has really grown on me as Spider-Man. Um, I didn't care for him at first, um, you know, seeing him play that character. Like I didn't, I didn't care for him at first, but he's definitely really grown on me. Um, I like the silliness. I like the goofiness. I like the, you know, his his smarts, his goofiness. Just just all of it. Like I'm really, I'm really loving the whole package of Peter Parker. But um, little Peter, Peter, Peter pissed me off um, on this one because he just wouldn't listen. So, you know, like I said, everybody in the world knows who he is now. So his life is turning into pure chaos. And, you know, everybody, you know, they got all these people, you know, talking about him and, you know, just everywhere. Like they're all, you know, helicopters are all over his Aunt May's apartment and just, you know, everywhere. Like everybody knows him. So then you got this. Um, I guess this other dimension or something opens up and um, these other villains from previous Spider-Man movies, I would assume because y'all don't don't fight me. I know how you girls like to tussle, but don't fight me on this. Um, um, 
I guess these are villains from other from previous movies, and they have come into this universe um, because you know they heard Peter Parker is here and they're ready to get a piece of a piece of Peter Parker. So that happens. So we get a chance to like see all of these different villains. Don't ask me to name the villains off the top of my head because I do not know. Um, but I know Jamie Foxx was in it. Willem Dafoe was one of the villains, um, and I can't think of the other two. But um, so it was um, it was a good movie. I'm talking about action packed from start to freaking finish. Like I mean, he opens the movie up, or they open the movie up with him, like you know, picking Zendaya up, you know, MJ picking her up, like you know, swinging her through, you know, the city and. Um, you know, getting her out of harm's way, you know, making sure that she's in a safe location. And I mean, it was just like, it was so just, I mean, just so much action and just so much. It was just thrilling to watch. Um, now, you know, with these villains and things coming back. So Peter Parker decided that he wanted to go to Doctor Strange played by the amazing Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, I fell in love with Benedict Cumberbatch when he was on Sherlock Holmes, but that's neither here nor there. We're talking about Spider-Man now. But anyway, um, he goes to Doctor Strange. Peter goes to Doctor Strange, you know, so that he can because he wants to kind of like turn back the hands of time where people don't know, you know, who he is or whatever, but that spell is not going to work like that, you know, in, in you know, Dr. Strange lets him know, like, I mean, there are going to be some serious consequences if we try to do this or whatever. So, long story short, um, the jump didn't work. It was botched or whatever. And things just became even crazier. But what I did really enjoy was to see, like, the old Spider-Man. Do I say Spider-Mans or do I say Spider-Men? So, Spider-Man, the old Spider-Man or Spider-Man characters, I should say, um, played by Tobey Maguire and um, Andrew Garfield. So, when they came out, like, I mean, the theater was packed. Like, the theater that I was in was packed. Of course, I'm masked up and everything, but the theater was absolutely packed. So, when Andrew Garfield's character appeared, you know, because they needed, I guess, the power of three. Like, they needed all three Spider-Man to um, defeat these freaking villains. And... So you had Andrew Garfield who popped up. When he popped up, the freaking theater went wild. Like they just started like clapping and just going crazy. And then all of a sudden, um, in the same scene, um, here comes a portal opens and then Tobey Maguire comes out. The, you know the Spider the Spider Man original for a lot of us. So um, comes out, and I mean it. The theater went crazy when he came out too. So they all get together, and then, you know, I kind of see like where all of them like have their like their little quirky, goofy moments because y'all don't fight me, don't fight me. But I have not sat down and watched a Spider-Man movie in its entirety with either Tobey Maguire or um, Andrew Garfield. I have not. But like I say, I'm coming into my Marvelism. Like y'all just let me. Let me live, y'all. Just let me live. But anyway, it was good. It was good. But the thing about it was that Peter Parker, our Tom Holland, little new Spider-Man, he just, he didn't listen. So he just think, you know, oh, I can, you know, make these villains good or I can change them and, you know, make them, you know, good or whatever. So he done took the villains, even though Doctor Strange had like 
um, secured them down in his little dungeon or whatever, where he put them in this in this um, so-called magical jail or whatever, and nothing for them to do but go down, go and get them and bring them to you know a maze place or whatever. And then all of a sudden, crap just starts hitting the fan. I mean, it just goes freaking crazy. Like you got all four of these crazy ass villains. Like I mean, they own Peter Parker's neck. You know, and May, she's trying to, like, do her thing and, you know, making sure that, you know, she keeps her nephew safe and, um, and, 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 you know, and keep those things off of him just to keep him safe. And speaking of Aunt May, can we talk about, um, Marissa Tomei and her amazingness? This lady is in her freaking mid-50s and she, her body looks like she's freaking 25 years old when i tell you hands down marissa tomei looks amazing like amazing but in this ep in this movie in this installment we did lose ame you know the the the, the villains that i mean the head villain um i don't know what he's called but willem defoe played him and um he was the one that, that took on May out. Like, that's how I remember it. Yeah, he was the one that, that took her out. Um, and we thought she was going to be fine. But then I was like, because when I first saw it, I'm like, okay, well, she did get hit pretty hard and, like, knocked out. But then, like, she jumped up or, or whatever, you know. And, and, and Peter thought she was fine. But, you know, a little later, we found out that she wasn't. I guess the adrenaline had her, like, popping up and, you know, like you know had her her on the move but she was not fine at all so we ended up losing Aunt May on there but I'm pretty sure that Marissa Tomei is probably going to come back as Aunt May but it's probably going to be in like some type of little flashback type thing or some type of rewind you know how these movies do or whatever like if a villain if a, a um you know if somebody's not um you know if they die off or whatever like they gonna find a way to bring them back in so that's you know what happened so we got a chance to see um you know and then the three spider-man like they kicked butt i'm talking about they did the doggone thing like they got all of those villains like out there back to their own um universes or whatever and they did it like they did it but in the end uh peter had to he went ahead and, and talked to dr strange and said that he was going to they had to do this spell, I guess, to keep um, keep him away or something. Y'all let me know, child, because I, I can't remember, like, how it was and why he did that last thing. I have to go back and look at it. I would have seen the movie one time. But uh, the last spell that Doctor Strange did for him um, was going to make MJ and um, his best friend and Peter Parker's best friend forget about him like forget that they ever know that they they ever knew him and that he's he ever existed so that was like real sad to me so that's how it went off like um his best friend and mj got accepted at mit um peter didn't get accepted he's gone off now like you know him losing on may made him grow up so now this is like making him you know become a man or whatever and i don't know if we're gonna end up getting dark spider-man later out of this i don't know because i do believe that there's a dark spider-man so he lost on may so now he's like living on his own and, and things like that and like i said nobody who knew him 
uh, remem remembers him. So MJ doesn't know him. His best friend doesn't know him. Um, nobody he was associated with probably other than Dr. Strange. I don't even know if Dr. Strange knows him because he may have forgotten him too because I think in the first early in the movie Dr. Strange said he would he would have he was going to forget him too. So I'm guessing everybody forgot forgot him. So now he has to, you know, he's you know, Zendaya's character, MJ, is like working in this coffee shop and he goes in and she doesn't know who he is. And I'm just like, oh my god. It just pulls at your heartstrings and just, you know, just makes you sad that, you know, that this is how it's ending up for him. But a lot of this stuff was his fault. Like it was his fault that all of this happened so i cannot wait for the next installment i think that's probably like my favorite in the marvel franchise is spider-man because i know exactly what's going on like with a lot of these other movies like avengers or whatever like i really don't know what's going on all the time um because people who are like really into them and like been into them for like years and years and years they know, you know, like they're like really invested in it. But like with Spider-Man, it's so easy to like, you know, understand what's going on because it's not that far-fetched. All you're doing is like following that story. And I'm pretty sure, like I said earlier, that there are some Easter eggs and stuff in there that we don't normally see or, or that somebody who's not a Marvel fan or, he, you know, just a Marvel fanatic um, would see like me. You know, because I'm, I'm not, I don't consider myself a huge Marvel fan. Like, I don't know everything. I don't know who's all in these different Spider-Man or these different universes or whatever. So, but overall, y'all, um, Spider-Man was great. I would definitely go go and see it again. And there has, there have not been that many movies that I would say that, that's been in the last two years that I would say that I would actually go to see again. But I would definitely go sit in the theater again to watch spider-man um no way home so if you have not seen the movie um you know hopefully i didn't spoil it too much for you i know i did but you know hope just i'm, I'm hoping i didn't um just go check it out um uh, it's in theaters right now i think they've already hit 600 million domestically um it's on its way to a billion if it hadn't clocked in at a billion um great movie amazing movie we were totally satisfied every i mean we weren't satisfied but we enjoyed the movie and i guess this has to like push the story forward and i really enjoyed spider-man no way home so y'all check it out and let me know what y'all think all right so we will be right back with more junk experience podcast and we're going to be coming up talking about the unpopular or popular however you look at it opinion is the CDC smoking crack? Let's talk about it. Next up on Junkie Experience Podcast. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Junkie Experience Podcast, where we serve your addiction for all things entertainment. Um, So, let's get into this whole CDC thing. So, the CDC just came out with some new protocols in reference to this um, new variant and just COVID all together that now the um the isolation period for a person who has tested positive with COVID is now five days they they will only be quarantining for five days that's what I took from everything um where it used to be 14 days at least two weeks and you know thankfully and blessedly 
I haven't contracted um, COVID. I am double vaccinated, waiting to take my um, vaccine on to today. Um, I'll be doing taking my vaccine. We um, doing the uh, booster shot today, um, but I am double vaccinated at this point. But I'm just like, what is the CDC doing? Like y'all see that this new variant is out here running rampant. The um, Omicron variant is out here just running rampant and you know people are getting it left and right it's, it's highly transmissible um, way more you know you're way more subject to get it or it'd be transmitted to you than the previous ones were you know when we had like the Delta and then the, um, the original I guess you want to call it the original but um, it's crazy you know that the CDC are making these um these, these are putting these type of protocols in place now I know that it does it takes longer than um, it's, it's gonna take longer than five days to get over COVID some people even still have symptoms after the two-week quarantine um, after they've tested positive so where this five days is coming in at that is just wild to me I don't know what they're doing over there it's almost like they just don't care and it's showing like it's definitely showing and people are very upset about it like if you go on social media you will see like you know people are making jokes about it even though it's not funny um it's just it's just this this isolation rule is just not where it is um this five day um, quarantine and I just read something where they say Taiwan rejected the US CDC's guidance on the five-day quarantine so I don't know where they're coming up with this from but this is just getting out of hand um, I just say people you know if you're out in these streets or whatever um, you know try to be out as less as possible if you have to be out make sure that you are masking up um, you know so in some cases you probably got a double mask or whatever and I'm telling you I live in the Atlanta area and when I tell you people in Atlanta have been, have been getting this stuff like left and right I'm talking about every time you turn around is somebody who you know that has COVID or whatever um, I even have a friend that was double vaccinated and she contracted COVID um, it's just it's just wild out here and usually like when I'm out and about um, I'm definitely you know masking up whether I'm in the nail salon or in the grocery store or whatever like I am going to be masked up so y'all just do what you got to do to protect your, yourselves um if you feel like you want to you know quarantine for for the two weeks or whatever until you feel like you don't have the symptoms anymore then you got to do what's best for you and to make sure that you're not spreading this um horrible virus to your families and yeah it's just bad and another thing y'all please and i know i do it i've done it too i have done it i'm guilty but we gotta leave Amarion alone. Like we have, <laughs> we have named this virus the Amarion virus. Like this man has gotten onto social media and say, please, he begging us to stop calling this thing Amarion. He was like, I am not a variant. He was like, I am not a variant. I am a man. I am a performer. Like can y'all please stop calling this variant by my name and I mean people have gotten so comfortable um, with it we're calling this variant Amarion that 
they actually I wouldn't be shocked if somebody didn't go to their doctor and, and call it the Amarion because that's how people that's what folks are doing I mean it's crazy but yeah Amarion had to come on in and do his little PSA to let y'all know to please stop calling this thing the Amarion because it is not him I'm like this boy probably ready to change his name at this point because it is crazy out here but anyway um yeah that is my unpopular or popular however you look at it opinion um for the week and um before we get out of here i do want to take the time to um talk about the recent passing of the last living golden girl betty white um betty white who was a gym she was a comedy or comedic icon legend whatever you want to call it she passed away on New Year's Eve at the age of 99, just a few weeks shy of her 100th birthday. And we thought she was going to get there. Oh, we really thought she was going to get to that 100. But the best thing is, is that, you know, we have given Betty White her flowers while she's been here. This lady has been able to, you know, rekindle her career after the Golden Girls, like she was able to come back and have a successful run in her 90s. Like, I mean, that is amazing. And I mean, she was just, you know, in her right mind, just she looked to be healthy. And I remember she was doing an interview not too long ago because I believe she was like talking about her 100th birthday that was um, going to be coming up. And she said that she was in good health. So we, everybody was like totally shocked. Um, that Betty White, that we lost Betty White on New Year's Eve. Like, she didn't get a chance to, you know, see 2022 come about. And we, we, we lost her, like I said, a pioneer um, in comedy. And um, I read this story about her um, yesterday that was um, talking about how when she had her, her show, I guess it was like a variety show that she did. And um, she invited this a black tap dancer onto her show and you know this was like back in the 50s like during segregation and you know and segregation was hot and heavy and um the the station the the network um definitely ridiculed her for bringing this black man this this you know having this black talent on her show and she told them like look y'all are gonna have to deal with it this is what i'm going to do and y'all just deal with it. So I had never read that story about her before until I saw that yesterday. And you know, that just makes you love her more because you know, she was for all people. And we really, we're really, we're really gonna miss Betty White, but she's gonna always be with us. You know, we go back and watch the um, reruns of the Golden Girls and you know, see her on there. And just, you know, her being, you know, Rose and just, you know, fun loving and, you know, goofy and quirky and just, you know, doing her thing. So definitely um, Betty White will be missed. And I want to say thank you guys for listening to the Junkie Experience podcast where we serve your addiction for all things entertainment. Please make sure that you follow us on all social media at junkie experience and make sure that you um log into junkieexperience.com for all the latest 
in celebrity news. Like I said, we serve your addiction for all things entertainment. And one more thing, we do have a YouTube channel out. Follow us on YouTube. Um, we have a YouTube channel um, out, the Junkie Experience YouTube channel, where I will be like doing like flashbacks or like uh, flashbacks of like some, you know, movies from our childhood and, and things like that or from your childhood or whatever. Um, talking about like different facts and things like that. So uh, right now, um, I have the top 10 cool or weird facts or whatever about the 1990 comedy cult classic house party so go check it out on the junkie experience youtube channel and thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for your support until next time bye junkies